are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material, and before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Stephen Halmerick. I'm the Chief Economist and Head of the Global Economic and Markets Research Team here at Commonwealth Bank. And it's my pleasure to welcome today Belinda Allen, our Senior Economist. Belinda, we've changed roles this month. Nice to break it up every now and again. Thanks, Stephen. Pleasure. So the reason why I'm interviewing you this month (laughs) is you have worked on and published this month's HSI Index, the Household Spending Intentions Index. So we've published the data for April. Could you let our readers, our listeners know um, the trend in HSI this month? Thanks, Stephen. So most of our listeners may remember that in March we saw a record high for the Household Spending Intentions Index. So it was no surprise that we did see some falls in April. So the index fell by 3.8% and that took the index down to 112.3%. So generally we do see a bit of month-to-month volatility in the Household Spending Intentions series just because of seasonal patterns. So if we think about April, we did see additional public holidays because of Easter as well as Anzac Day and that has certainly impacted the data this month. But to me, if we look at the HSI on an annual basis, it's still up 5%. So I think that's reflecting the strength we've seen in the Australian economy over the past year, but is also likely reflecting some gains uh, in prices as well. So we saw gains in travel, entertainment and retail, uh, but we did see falls in home buying, health and fitness and the transport spending category. Yes, as you say, no no surprise to see a bit of a pullback in April after a a really strong March, Mm. but that the annual rate up at 5% is still sending some pretty strong signals. And I remember when we put out the March report, you know, 11 of the 12 categories were up, mm. whereas this month for April, so it's a little bit more mixed. So let's look at the sectors where we saw the biggest increases, and, and that was uh, travel. Yes. So tell us what's happening in the, in the travel spending intentions. Well, we've actually now seen a record high in the travel component of the HSI. So it was up by 10.6% in April in the month and it's now up 41% over the past year. So travel, as I said, is now back to a record high, well above its uh, pre-COVID peak. Uh, and it, to me, when I think about the lift in travel, it's, a, it's another reminder that spending patterns are normalising again after that uh, pandemic weakness. So in April, we saw quite a large lift in the number of travel-related transactions, the value of those transactions, as well as Google searches related to accommodation and tourist destinations. So if we think about during the pandemic, Australians were holidaying in very different ways because of border closures. So we tended to uh, camp more, Uh, caravan more, uh, do more regional holidays. Certainly what we're seeing in the data, as I said, is reverting back to more normal patterns. So we've seen compared to April 2021, we've seen increased spending on things like travel agents off a very low base, airlines and airports, even cruise ships, uh, tourist attractions, hotels and motels and bus lines as well. So 
Certainly, Australians are very keen to travel, but we're now traveling in a different way than we did during COVID. Yeah, it's amazing to see how that you know that travel component really has um, increased quite dramatically in the last six months or so. I mean, I, I was in Melbourne last week mm. uh, for work, but uh, you know the airlines and the hotels and the conference centres all very very busy. So that's um, fantastic to see. So the other area that was up in April was entertainment. It's another pretty solid rise there. So people getting out and about. So what was happening there in that sector? That's right. So we saw a 6% lift in the month in April in the Entertainment Spending Intentions Index. So that was on the back of a lift in March as well. Normally, April is a bit of a weaker month for entertainment spend, and that is really because of those public holidays. But we seem to have bucked the trend in April 2022. And once again, we are seeing some resumption of more normal spending patterns as well in the entertainment spending category. So we've seen increases in things like motion pictures again, caterers, theatrical productions, eating and drinking out and aquariums, while some falls have been in things that we spent more money on during the pandemic. So boat dealers and rentals, uh, tent and awning shops, we've seen some pull off there compared to a year ago. Yeah, it's interesting to really see that kind of pattern of entertainment mm. spending changing. But, um, you know, getting out and, out and about to the, the movies and uh, live theatre, I think, yes. you know, that's really great to see. The other area where there was some strength in April as well was uh, retail. That picked up a little bit after, you know, quite a strong increase in March. Can you mm. tell us what's been happening there? So normally April's a, a weaker month for retail spending intentions just because we yeah. do have those public holidays. Uh, if you think about it, Good Friday, the shops are closed. So we're limited in how much we can actually spend in April compared to, say, March, which is generally a very seasonally strong month uh, for retail sales. So similar to what I've said about uh travel and entertainment, we do continue to see a shift in consumer spending patterns uh, in the retail category uh, compared to during the worst of the pandemic. So areas where consumers lifted spending on during the pandemic are now weakening. So things like uh, curtains and upholstery stores, uh, sewing appliances, paint, art supplies. So all those activities we did in the house, we're starting to see some softness there, as well as how we renovated our house. Whereas compared to a year ago, we've seen a strong lift in spending on duty-free stores as we're all travelling again off of obviously a very low base. But spending more on clothing, so particularly department stores, specialty stores, family clothing stores, uh, as well as a pretty strong lift in electronic stores as well. But the retail category in Australia has been quite strong over the past year. So if you look at the gains over the past year, retail is up over 10.4% over the past year. So that's some pretty good strength going into the start of the interest rate hiking cycle, which uh, started in May. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's right. You know, the, the consistent message we've got from both the HSI on retail mm-hmm. and our Commonwealth Bank credit and debit card spending numbers are that you know, consumers are, Back out in the bends, uh, back out and about again, spending some money, and that flows into the interest rate rises. Yes. So, so talking about the interest rate rises, we'll look at the sectors that were weaker in April, and the biggest fall was actually in home buying mm. uh, intention. Yes. And of course, the month of April was actually just before the Reserve Bank raised interest rates in, in early May, which I know you spoke to Gareth about yes. in great detail last week. 
So tell us what was happening in home buying intentions in April and perhaps what the higher interest rates might mean for the future of that component of the HSI. Yeah, it'll be a really fascinating one to watch over coming months. I think, you know, our expect our expectation is the interest rate cycle will first and foremostly be felt in the housing market in Australia. So we had seen strong gains in February and March in the home buying spending intentions category. So we did see quite a big fall in April, a 21.5% fall. Normally April is a seasonally weak month, obviously because of Easter, we do have uh, less uh, applications come through the system because we have less auctions and things like that. So it was weaker. We saw weakness, as I said, across home loan applications as well as Google searches. Now, home buying intentions are down 13.1% for the year. So if we think about the pace of gains in dwelling prices, that peaked in March 2021. So we have seen some softness come through. Home buying intentions are down on a year. And we do think we'll continue to see a moderation in dwelling prices from here, particularly given uh, we have now seen the RBA start to lift interest rates and we're expecting lifts in June, July, August, November and February 2023. Uh, So we would expect, uh, as I said earlier, the Home Buying Intentions Index to show the impact of rate rises earlier than some other segments just because of the sensitivity of the Australian housing market to higher interest rates. Yes, I agree. And it's going to be great uh, to have access to that Mm. HSI home buying index because I think uh, if things work to plan, you know, the home buying index of the HSI is going to be one of the first uh, places we'll be able to see the impact of the increase in interest rates and really give us a a good lead indicator of uh, what those higher interest rates are are meaning for household sector in Australia. Definitely. Um, So the other, other sectors that were a bit weak in April were health and fitness spending and transport. Yes. So what were the highlights there? So just starting with health and fitness, uh, we did see that fall by 14% uh, in the month. So that's reversing gains we did see in February and March. The index is up around 2.9% over the past year. So in April, we did see uh, a fall in both the number of value of health and fitness transactions and a fall in Google-related searches to this sector. Probably the Transport Spending Intentions Index is one worth diving into detail a little bit more. That was down 8.6% on the month in April after significant gains in recent months. And if we think about the main reason for that, there's probably two main reasons, uh, changes to petrol prices and the fuel excise tax, which was cut in the March budget late in March. So April is the first month that we've seen the full impact of that lower fuel excise tax on the data. But we're also continuing to see a lift in mobility in transport as people return to the office. So relative to April 2021, travel spending, transport spending intentions are up a solid 13.5%. But we're seeing that really being driven by stronger spend on service stations and taxis, a lift in spending on parking garages uh, and passenger railways. But we're still seeing a little bit of weakness in things like buses and toll and bridge fees. Yes, it's really interesting on that transport sector that you know we can see that you know, people are getting out and about more. There's more you know, driving around and, and more using the things like, as you said, parking garages mm-hmm. and motor vehicle supplies. But uh, some of that swamped by the uh, petrol, tice, petrol excise tax, the reduction in the yes. budget. 
which you know lower the price and therefore the, the number of dollars spent uh, at the service station. Uh, but of course, that was all designed to try and you know offset these um, cost of living pressures that many Australians are feeling at the moment. That's right. Well, thanks, Belinda, for that deep dive into the household spending intentions for April. Really appreciate it. It was uh, good to you know turn the tables on uh, the report this month. So thanks for getting, going through all the detail. Now, to read the full report on the household spending intentions for April, which was published on the 10th of May, you can go to www.combankresearch.com.au. Thanks again, Belinda. Thanks, Stephen. And the data used in the Commonwealth Bank Household Spending Intention Series is a combination of CBA data and publicly available Google Trends data. Any reference to the term CBA data means the proprietary data of the bank, as the statistics take into account only the bank's data and may not reflect all trends in the market. All customer data used or represented is anonymised and aggregated before analysis and is used and disclosed in accordance with the bank's privacy policy. Mm -hmm. 